Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Please welcome Broad Judge. Hi, folks. Today we will be talking about God's Word. It is yes and forever. First of all, get a piece of paper and a pen to record the scriptures that will come. Remember, you are instructed to test the information you hear to see if it aligns with the Word of God. This is how you become strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. As a Christian, you are called to confront the enemy on behalf of the sick, the lame, the crippled, the blind, the oppressed, the lost, the abused, and it goes on. Now, to be able to confront the enemy effectively, you have to be absolutely certain that we have, that you and I have the mind of Christ in every situation. Do you believe that God really means what he says? Do you have doubts about the reliability of the Trinity, the God who inhabits eternity, God our Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit? Through this message, I want those doubts to be gone, totally gone. Now, in the Old Testament, God told Moses that information can be established as accurate when there are two or three people or witnesses who state the same facts. And Jesus also repeated this principle. Let's look in Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 15, and it's the topic of the law concerning witnesses. God told Moses, One witness shall not rise against a man concerning any iniquity or any sin that he commits. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, this matter shall be established. And what Jesus, what Jesus said in Matthew 18, verses 15 and 16, follows what Moses was saying. And the topic with Jesus, it's dealing with a sinning brother. But verse 15, Jesus says, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. Now, we're going to look through the Bible, and there's eight locations. There's more, but I've only got eight here in the Bible that says God really means what he says. There's to be no doubt Statement one is Hebrews 13, verse 8. says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Forever. Statement number two, also in Hebrews, it's chapter 1, verse 12. 
and it's talking about the Son. It says, you are the same, and your years will never fail. That's our application. The years will never fail. Let's go to Malachi. This is the third location. Malachi 3, verse 6. And the prophet is speaking the words of God when he says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. God does not change. The fourth location is in Numbers 23, verses 17 to 19. And in this situation, there's a fellow called Balak, and he's the king of Moab. He's hired another one, another fellow called Balaam, to curse the nation of Israel, whom God has already blessed. The nation of Israel is camped on the desert floor, and Balak and Balaam are high on a mountain ridge looking down. Balak says to Balaam, What has the Lord spoken? Then Balaam took up his oracle and said, Rise up, Balak, and hear. Listen to me, son of Zippor. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? A beautiful comment about the word of God. Never changing. Statement number five, James 1, verse 17. James writes, For every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. This means there are no shades of gray with God. It is yes and amen. No shades of gray. Topic number six. We're into Romans 11, verse 29. For the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. The gift God gave you, the calling God placed on your life, is irrevocable. He will not take it away. He will not change. You have a calling. You have a gift. Let's go on to Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 8. The prophet Isaiah writes, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Amazing. Let's go to Psalm 89, verses 33 to 35. And it's dealing with the covenant of David. And it's written a long time ago, but you are the David. I am the David who this is spoken to. The psalmist says, Nevertheless, my loving kindness I will not utterly take from him, nor allow my faithfulness to fail. My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. God will not lie to you. He will not lie to me. Now, we've covered eight passages in the Bible that clearly says God does not change his mind or reverse his thoughts or tell a lie, meaning he is unchangeable. Once he makes a statement, he does not change. From from this now, we can know 
that Jesus says, when Jesus speaks God's word, it's a fact. It will not change. And let's look at the few statements Jesus made that we can totally believe as a fact. Remember Jesus told us, he said, I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father do. My will is to do the will of my father and to be pleasing to him. Now there's seven statements coming that Jesus said something and he does not change his mind. He really will answer our prayers. The first one is in John 14, verses 13 and 14. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's a beautiful promise. The second one is John 15, verse 7. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Now, there's a couple of qualifying statements here. If you abide in me, Jesus says, and if my words abide in you, then you will ask what you desire. Third statement is also in John chapter 16, verses 23 to 24. Jesus is saying, And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. God wants your joy to be full. The fourth statement is, in James chapter 1, verses 5 to 7. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man that person supposed that he will receive anything from the Lord. We're to ask and pray in faith and not doubt. Now another statement is 1 John chapter 3, verse 22. And whatever we ask, we receive from him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Beautiful. We do his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight, and then we will receive. A sixth location, James 4, verses 2 to 3, says, You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your own pleasures. And the seventh location I want to talk about is 1 John again, chapter 5, verses 14 to 15. 
Verse 14, now this is the confidence that we have in him, in Jesus. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Now in this verse, we think that the phrase, praying according to his will, means that we are uncertain. Will he answer, we wonder. The correct idea here is that God has a plan. He has a way. He has a pathway for us to pray. And it is written in his word. It is his will on how we should come before him in prayer. We should ask in faith, nothing wavering, nothing doubting. Jesus is saying, ask. He is more willing to give more willing to answer than we are willing to ask. Here are some vitally important things to ask for. Number one, ask Jesus to be Lord of your life, and it's guaranteed he will do that. Ask Jesus to baptize you with the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father. Remember, the Holy Spirit is called another comforter. Jesus was your comforter, and he now sits at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit is your comforter and has all that Jesus ever had. Another thing to ask for is healing. Jesus is more willing to heal you than you are willing to ask. Intercede for healing in other people. The same principle applies. Jesus is more willing to heal than we are willing to ask. I want to thank you for this time to spend in the Word of God. And in Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.